Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of In the Spirit of Horse. Today, I have with me Sarah Fancy, who is the owner and director of Silver Horse Retreat in San Diego County. I'm already having a hard time speaking. My goodness. But yeah, I am really, really love Sarah's work, and I'm really excited to kind of talk about it and explore all the different ways she works with horses. So hi, Sarah. Hi, Mosey. <laughs> How are you today? <laughs> I'm feeling great. Yeah, it's good to see you. Thanks for doing this podcast. Yeah, I'm so happy to have you on because I think your work with horses is some of the most interesting and and I feel like every time I talk to you, it's the most fascinating conversation. <laughs> <laughs> like even if we're not talking about horses, I just think it's fascinating. Well, you do a thing with horses called... Um, well, is it Horse Constellations, mm-hmm. is what you call it? Yeah. And I've been at some of your workshops and had that done, and it's been pretty amazing. And I would love if you could kind of explain what it is. Yeah. It's actually um, systemic constellations or family constellation work that I studied and graduated in in 2008. And I took it took the work to the horses and started doing it outdoors and it was um, profound you know work doing that work with horses they responded in a way that enhanced the work um, so family constellation work is was introduced uh, to the west by Bert Hellinger who's actually still teaching and touring and he, I believe he's 90 now. And um, he, in the Second World War, he's German. And in the Second World War, he went to Africa and lived with the Zulus as a missionary and learned a lot about their ancestral ceremonies and healing rites. And he came back and synthesized it with other therapeutic programs. And he came up with these principles that he introduces as, you know, family constellation. And these principles are simple and they work. For instance, one is everyone belongs in the family, looking at the family as a system. And so when someone's missing in the family, the system's out of balance. So with horses, they have a system, a herd, they understand the balance of the herd, you know, the equilibrium or when it's out of balance. And consequently, they will support balance. So when we're doing a constellation in the presence of horses, they typically will support the, um, you know, coming back into balance. I know I said balance about that time. <laughs> I do the same thing. <laughs> uh, and not just the horses, but nature in general. Mm-hmm. And so really, you know, taking work, this work outdoors and performing it in a natural environment. So when I say that, you know, I've um, specifically chose my location because it's private, it's quiet. It's remote, and when you look around, it's you just see mountains. You don't see any high-rise buildings or freeways or anything like that. And you, um, there's ravens and there's bluebirds and then there's butterflies and lizards and snakes, all kinds of things. And then there's the elements and the wind and the sun and everything is like an orchestration. So when we're outside doing this work, there's a sense of everything in response to what's happening, what we're doing. So when someone has a problem and there's an intention that someone has when we start working, everything is uh, giving information around that. And we're just becoming aware of what's happening, what's going on, the sensations in the body and the feelings. 
and and the horse horses there you know either participating in a way where they come over or they might just stand next to someone or push someone lightly to maybe they're watching from afar um and, and, and the way that I look at it is like a orchestration, like a musical, like a song, because I'm, I'm also, I also do music. And I kind of see it like that. And at mm-hmm. the end, everything kind of just seems to come in resonance. Yeah, I really yeah. noticed that. For, so why would people, or what do people come with you usually like looking for? As in, is it like a therapy or is it for healing or... What is, why do people usually come? Okay, so the other reason I chose the location that I'm in is so that I could have people come and stay. Mm -hmm. And it's it's like a camping situation, you know, but you're right on the land, on the earth. There's no concrete, no lights at nighttime. um, And you can hear the horses are close by. And then you get to see the sun come up and the sunset and things like that. And, you know, to bring someone out of their normal lifestyle or their environment and put them in, (laughs) bring them to the retreat, you know, it's quite a shock for some people, but it really is conducive to opening someone to a different experience and then allowing them to make you know profound changes in their life Mm -hmm. right and the type of people that come are people in some kind of crisis so it could be a spiritual emotional mental physical crisis or all of that and you know by the time they leave things have changed things will all something will change by the time Mm -hmm. they leave and consequently the life will be different Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I I feel like it's very, very powerful work. And one thing that I thought was really interesting is that I've seen a lot of different horse, like quote unquote therapies where you're really relying on the horse to, to prove something for you or, mm-hmm. you know, you're working very actively with the horse. And sometimes I feel like it puts a burden on certain horses. Mm-hmm. But what I love about your work is that it is truly their choice whether they come in or mm-hmm. not when you're doing the constellation and you're in the space and these things are playing out the horses are always loose the horses don't have to participate if they don't want to mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah they always have a choice and there's a, it's a big enough area that they don't even have to hear what we're saying you know and um it's also I, I basically the work came around like what can the horses do and what do I do and let's integrate that and use that as an offering and you know just the presence of horses is a lot for some people who have never been close up to a horse or never heard a horse or have a fear of horses mm-hmm. for them to be in the presence of a herd is uh, a unique experience Mm-hmm. That also affects them on a physiological level. And be doing a therapeutic module, meaning, you know, we're doing process work. We, we're definitely with the intention of healing or changing something. Doing that outside as opposed to inside a four walls or a room or a controlled environment. Mm-hmm. That also is, a, is a, uh, let's say, I, I would say a, a pleasant experience, um, which is conducive in the sense of when we're work, looking at really traumatic experiences someone may have had, that um, when there's horses around, they seem to lighten it, mm-hmm. lighten it a little. And they really help to diffuse a lot of the negative energy which someone may be carrying or holding for a long time. And that could be around shame or guilt around something that they did, i.e. having an abortion. So the way that I've experienced that uh, example is 
if someone's a Catholic and they were got pregnant out of marriage or whatever and they were very young and they went and got an abortion and they didn't tell anyone or their parents and they just carried on as normal after but carried also the shame and the guilt of that mm -hmm. and which you know 30 years down the road could which I've seen is causing problems but because that's buried you know they don't relate it to that Mm -hmm. So in a constellation that can show up and what I do in that situation is I'll bring in the baby spirit mm -hmm. so that they, because all the baby spirit wants to do is connect to the mother and looking to our eyes with no judgment or anything. It's just they want to be seen. Mm -hmm. And when that's supported, the love will flow and all those um you know, feelings of shame or guilt, the horses will just really diffuse that because it doesn't mean anything to a horse. That's a religious construct that was human-made, mm -hmm. right? They understand things like love and community and abandonment, rejection. You know, they understand those primal things, right? Yeah. <laughs> but they don't understand, like, religion, Right, yeah, like the shame roles. over religion or yeah, something. Yeah, the roles that we've come up with. You know, doesn't really make any sense. So all that shame and guilt gets completely diffused. It's gone. Yeah. Mm. And, and then in that kind of situation, and I've seen it several times, is, you know, a butterfly might fly in, which to me is, is uh, the essence, I'd say, of the baby spirit. Right, you know, being free too, because when that, when those emotions are held around something like that, the the baby spirit is also held. It's not free. Right. So when there's an eye contact or you know c communication through the eyes and an acknowledgement, mm -hmm. like simple, I see you. You know, I'm your baby. You're my mom whatever, you know, mm -hmm. you're my baby. And that acknowledgement, all the energy gets freed up. Things yeah. start moving and then that spirit is free to evolve or move or mm. whatever. And then also the mother is free Yeah. of that, you know, in a way that, of, of that thing that she was holding that could have translated into her punishing herself for that yeah you know unconsciously yeah definitely and and when you say like the butterflies comes in you're talking about you've made this sacred space you've made the space outside to do this work and then the elements and the horses and the wildlife all start to play a part yeah, exactly yeah and you know, you know it's obviously it's not coerced or it just happens organically but in when you in a session like that, when I'm in a session with my clients there, there's you know, the way that I start is through the body. How do you feel and what do you notice? Having a somatic experience is like the portal in. Right? We go in through the present in order to access things from the past and maybe even things from the future, whatever, because time really isn't linear, right? Mm -hmm. And it's just accessing inf information which is relevant and pertinent to the person's intention <clears throat> and that want, wants to be seen. So the way through that is through, like, how do you feel? What do you notice? How do you feel in your body? You know, and when... That we can be in the presence of that. That's when things start happening. Yeah. Fast. It happens mm -hmm. pretty fast sometimes. Yeah. And and so when in the example that I gave of the baby, um, when <clears throat> when the information comes through that there was an abortion, and then when we do the work of if I'm representing the baby and I look into the mother's eyes and there's this recognition and flow of love, then that's usually when the 
butterfly might fly in or something, you know. Yeah. Or a dove, you know, it. doves come in. But doves typically, I've seen doves usually as grandmothers or grandfathers. Usually, I don't know. That's, but. And like where your retreat is, you really are just submerged in nature that so much can flow in yeah. and out. Yeah, that, that really was my intention. I mean, even when I was doing it in Topanga and it was a busier area and there were, you know, more people around and activities going on, it, everything was relevant. I mean, I had peacocks coming into the session. I had a deer show up with a four rack, like a buck, mm-hmm. like one of the buck, right? Yeah. In the middle of the day. And that and here, crossroads to Yeah, get that. it doesn't happen in Topanga. Yeah. And a, and a coyote in the middle of the day just staring at us. And that is all part of it. Yeah. You know, and even when someone interrupts, I think one time this woman came riding crazily in her, with her horse that she had no control of and completely interrupted her session. But, but it was all relevant. Right. You know, to what was going me. on. That's really... Yeah. That's what I noticed when... Um, when I did work with you, I definitely felt like it was pretty profound, the things that would show up. And the, and the, th- and the reactions of the horses, too. Even horses who have never done this work before. One of our friends hosted, hosted a constellation, and her horses were completely new to this, and yet seemed to play in and complete the... Uh, I guess add, create the balance that you're talking about and play in these really important parts that were pretty obvious feeling. Yeah. 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 Well, because oh, horses have that awareness. Yeah. You know, where they, they, they know what's going on, right? They have to. Yeah, they do. You know, for their safety and everything. So you said there were four principles, did you say that, <clears throat> of the work? Um, I, no, I didn't say four. four. I said there are... Several principles. Oh, several. Prim- I just made it up then. <laughs> <laughs> There's the law of order. Yeah, I'd love to go through. The, what oh, the... no, sorry. The order of love. Order of love. Order of love, which is very simple. It's who came first. So our parents came before us and our grandparents came before them. And our younger sibling came after us. And mm-hmm. So that's like a order and in a family, if someone's out of order, i.e. the daughter is playing the role of the mother, then there's usually chaos in the family in some way. Mm. So a and constellation is a way of putting everyone in their place. In a kind way. Like, yeah, in a kind like the, way. Yeah, putting yeah, in your yeah. place. But, yeah. but I feel like that you've mentioned before that that is like the herd. That in the yeah. herd, everyone sort of has this place and it's not a bad thing. What, the hierarchy? You know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's about knowing your place and, and accepting your place. Because um, a lot of times I work with people, me included, I was like this, where I felt I knew better than my parents. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, when someone asked me about my parents or my mom, I would say she was a da-da-da-da-da-da, you know, whatever, you know. And that was how I would... Introduce my mom, you know, and doing this work has really taught me you never negate your parents in that way in a sense of uh, diagnosing them or, you know, because that's not who they are. Right. You know, that's not who they are. You know, that it's, uh, they, the ultimate acceptance of they gave us life they -hmm. gave us life they were the bearer of the gift the gift of life life. and we have a choice to do what we we want you know we had choice to decide what we do with our lives Mm -hmm. and that even in the case of if we're very very angry or our parents have done pretty terrible things yeah yeah exactly so in that case it's not about having to say to your parents, I love you, or, you know, um, I want to, I forgive you, and things like that. It's it's basically accepting that this is your mom, this is your dad, 
and giving them that place as opposed to I never want to acknowledge you again, I'm cutting you off, I'm, you know, I'm cutting the cords or something, um, which is like doing an amputation and cutting your limbs off or something. Because right we are the manifestation of our parents. We came from our parents. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for our parents. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for our grandparents, our great-grandparents, our great-great-grandparents, and so on and so on and so on and so on. And when you look at all your ancestors in that way, that every one of our ancestors needed to exist in order for us to be here, mm. it's quite profound. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And humbling. Mm-hmm. And that's when we kind of get in our place. Yeah. yeah. I, it reminds me of the story that you told me, and if you feel comfortable telling it on the podcast, I think it would be really cool about the constellation you did for your horse Um, and the ancestry of the wild horses. Remember, do you know which one I'm talking about? Oh yeah, that was a, actually that was a shamanic journey. Oh, okay. But it was also like a constellation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want me to talk about that? I would, if you feel like sharing, I'd love that story. Yeah. So I have a mustang mare called corazon uh, who i adopted about three years ago and it took me a while but i was able to gradually integrate her into my herd of seven six or seven (laughs) i lost count and she partnered up with my percheron mare called diva and they will they're they're like the best of buddies i mean they hang out all the time until they didn't, which was when they started fighting. And so I was hearing this terrible noise and I go out there and then they are rear to rear kicking the hell out of each other mm. and not backing down. Neither of them is backing down. So I break it up and then it happens again. And then I break it up and it happens again because it's not getting resolved. And at that time I was teaching someone in Spain how to journey <clears throat> and I wanted to, t- to teach them how to do like a journey in lifetime, meaning um, describe it as it happens. Mm-hmm. And what is a journey yeah. just for people who are... Okay, a journey, a shamanic journey is basically when you go, it's an internal journey where you choose to go to the upper world or the lower world or the middle world and to basically get information. Um and this specific journey was a soul retrieval. So that's what we were working on, a soul retrieval, which is where I would journey on the behalf of someone else or an animal in order to retrieve parts of their soul that they need in order to overcome something that they're going through in the present. Mm-hmm. So, so I decided to use Corazon as that example because um, there was a problem. <clears throat> and... So I was doing the journey on the phone and what what happens is you know, that I would go to the upper world and I would go visit my spiritual teacher and then I say to him, I've come to retrieve the parts of the soul for Corazon that she needs in order to be healed in her current situation. Mm-hmm. Right? something along those lines and then I would start the way that it happens to me is I start seeing visions and I saw well I heard too I heard the noise of a helicopter and then I saw horses running and then I saw them being pushed into a pen and I saw horses being separated and horses going down and there was Corazon as a foal just had given up and she had been separated from her band, i.e. her mother and her siblings. And she was exhausted and she had just given up and she was down on the ground. And what happened was that all her ancestors started to appear and they made a circle around her. So all these horses who were her ancestors made a circle around her and then they started sending her love I think to, to her heart and 
and they told her, you know, you can call on us. Um, you can call on us when when you hear the drums. You can you can call on us because that's our feet on the earth, something like that. Mm-hmm. The, the earth being a drum skin or something, <laughs> and that that they were always there for her, you know. And and she got up, she got up because she was being in in support, mm-hmm. right. And so then when I came back from the journey, I um, went to see Corazon and there's a technique of blowing the soul into a crystal and then blowing into that into the heart of the horse and the third eye, I think. Anyway, I did that. And after that, there was no more fights and they got along great. And it really was because Corazon backed down and accepted her place as being, you know, under diva, mm-hmm. and and uh, and I feel it was because she had a sense of where she's from, who who she, her ancestors are, that she has ancestors, and that they are in support of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And something that I think you've explained to me before that. I find important too is that being in your place is not a disempowering Absolutely thing. Absolutely not. No. No, not, not like disempowering. That, that language we hear of um, like being under, you know, like in the idea of the order, but really it was more of her like feeling supported in where she was and who she was. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, a peace, P E A C E. Mm-hmm. a piece around her place in the sense of she knew where she, she knows where she comes from yeah so, i don't know does that make sense yeah it does make sense yeah. i just and it's, it's it's the same with people and can i give a quick example yeah okay so another way so i i did a constellation for someone who was very close to one of my horses who has since passed over, called Hank. And we were, and I know she won't mind me talking about it because I wrote about it and she was okay with that. So, um, but um, this person was really lonely and had a lot of deprivation in her life around love and community and um, joy and she just worked very hard and made good money but just went ended up at home by herself and then would go back to work do 18 hour days or something and was really basically working to maintain a lifestyle that was really not was void of any joy you know mm-hmm. and um, she also really did not like her heritage or she's actually Irish yeah mm-hmm. from uh, not wasn't born in Ireland was born here but has an Irish heritage ancestors and she thought of her ancestors as you know drunks or you know low lives <laughs> <laughs> and uh, wanting nothing to do with them you know yeah and so in this constellation, I had her, we called her ancestors in. So it's simple to call her ancestors in. You just call them in. And I said, I want you to look at your ancestors and what do you see? And as she looked, she saw them laughing and eating together and telling stories and singing and playing music. And she started getting filled with love as she was watching. And Hank moved and stood right next to her as her heart, heart was opening to that, Aww. right? And since then, she changed, did magnificent changes in her life in the sense of she quit her job, she moved out of the area she was in and she moved to another area that was astrologically supportive of her, but she had never even been there before. And <laughs> she loves it. And she um, has been there a while now and has really, you know, relocated and feels, has made friends, has a community. And the irony is this is an Irish place. This is P 
place no Irish people there. <laughs> she had to accept and uh, and get rid of the resistance to her. Own. Yeah, it was you know me too. I I used to always have a horrible. Um, I used to say terrible things about where I'm from, England, and I would say I hate England and I, it's oh god, I'm, you know, f off England. That's what I said when I left. You know, like <laughs> yeah. f off, I'm never coming back. <laughs> And then it wasn't until I got into Constellations and we did this constellation called, um, what's it called? The Place of Origin, where you actually stand in front of the place you were born. Mm-hmm. And then how is that when you look at the place you were born? A lot of people have not good feelings about where they were born. Yeah. If they were born in, in an Air Force base or something or, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's... This, it's really interesting the stories ha- people have around where they were born. Anyway, I'm looking at England, and then I suddenly get like, I didn't even say goodbye. <laughs> not only didn't I not say goodbye, but I did it, you know, yeah. finger. <laughs> and um, and then it was in that moment that I realised that actually England is full of history and it's rich and it's cultural, and there's amazing people that have come out of England and. And that it's beautiful countryside and and all these things that I had just negated because of my experiences in England. It wasn't mm. England. It was the experiences I had. Yeah. It's different. Very right? different. So what that did was actually, I, you know, I started crying because I realized how I had just negated my entire ancestral lineage from England mm-hmm. and the country itself where I was born. And, uh, and then I accepted it in that moment, embraced it, and things really changed for me from that point on, you know? Yeah, I feel like the rejection, like you were saying, of any piece of ourselves, like cutting off limbs. Yeah, well, that's and, like denying the truth of yeah. what is true. And then it makes us, I would imagine, for like how I might feel is like subconsciously not good enough because I'm rejecting part of my story and rejecting exactly, some of yeah. who I am. Exactly. Yeah. Self-negating in some way. Yeah. Putting uh, judgment on it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like when we're in full acceptance of what is and we're congruent with what is, things go better. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and what I think is so amazing is you are one of the most free people I think I know like truly free everything about you to me feels like liberated I stop wearing a bra (laughs) (laughs) who needs them I know Um, I didn't burn it either I got rid of it (laughs) but really I feel like you say exactly what you want to say and you live exactly how you want to live and act how you want to act and I think it's something I've talked about it with different people who I know who've met you or who have, or who are your friend, um, even people who have just met you. I feel like you give off that impression very much because it's this contagious, like vitality you have. (laughs) And I was wondering if that's something you've always felt is if you always felt free or if this work helped you to kind of cultivate the life you really want to live. Yeah, so I'm flattered that you said. <laughs> um, so, so some, you know, I, I always um, that's something that always comes up for me. Like, how free can I be, and in what way am I restricting myself, and in what way have I imprisoned myself in a construct that really isn't working for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and I gave you that example of the meditation right, earlier. Yeah. About the horse being in a small environment and then finding that the gate was open and getting out of that small environment and exploring what is outside of that. Yeah. Which was the unknown, yet also, hello, there's a lot going on out there. Yeah. Scary, Bigger space, but it's yeah, where you where this horse could run, you mm-hmm. know, and really stretch and run and sniff and smell and experience and move and feel in a way that he wasn't or she wasn't inside that small pen because you couldn't there wasn't room to do that so this is a meditation where 
you're like the horse. Yeah. Right? You are you, the you, horse in the yeah. I, I, I came up with it for another webinar where I had to come up with a guided meditation that was to do with somatic work and like having the experience of... <clears throat> Well, I decided to do something where you're having the experience of a horse by putting your awareness inside a horse. And then that was the way that the story that I guided them into, which is very simple, of being in a small pen, which a lot of horses are, you know, they're in small pens, to actually the horse discovering that actually the gate is open, you know, just by pushing. So when we push on our boundaries or limitations of our lives there could be an opening there somewhere that we hadn't even thought that existed you know and when we accept a boring dull life where we're just going on auto we get up we go to work we get paid we get drunk we go back to work we get yeah (laughs) (laughs) and we self-medicate you know to get through the job to get the money, to pay for the medical bills, mm-hmm. and that cycle, right? That um, a lot of my people I work with, they're in that cycle. Mm-hmm. And they don't realize that they, they actually have the key to the gate. They have the key to the lock. They have the key to the prison door. Mm-hmm. We do. We ha- I wrote a song about that. You know, we got the key. We're the ones, we're the, we're the uh, what do you call it, the jail guard or whatever you call right, it. Right, yeah, for we're ourselves. The, yeah, exactly. And we've, in, you know, just saying like, wow, I wonder what it would be like to actually expand my life a little, you know, mm-hmm. just a little. What would that look like? What would that feel like just to have some expansion in my life? Oh, look who shows up. Oh. You know, this happened or that happened. Suddenly things, diff- you know, things that don't normally happen might happen. People that we never thought we'd meet or come into our lives or, you know. Yeah. And uh, I think, you know, we, we get complacent. We get resigned in a way of being that's pretty fucking boring. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I don't, I, don't, I don't want to go out like that. I don't want to live life like that. I don't, I want to cherish every moment that I have. And I want to live life to the fullest. And I want to have joy and I want to have, um, you know, I want to have experiences, whether they're also intense. Um, I met someone, I, I literally met my twin flame, knew him for seven weeks and he died, you know. That was uh, intense. intense, you know, but I got to do that. I got to meet, it sounds so corny, but it's like, to who, have you done that? Have you met your like twin flame? You know when they, they say, like soulmate. I want to meet my twin soulmate flame, whatever that is, you know, yeah. but I'm telling you, I did it and it's, it's, it's uh, beautiful, you know, yeah. to, to resonate with someone in a way where you, just like feel complete when you're with them you know yeah and you wouldn't mm-hmm. trade it for the safety of of not looking outside the pen and not yeah exactly exactly yeah would you want yeah exactly i mean i don't know life is crazy right you can't predict life you can't uh you we we can't control other people or situations you know we can make a decision ourselves to mm-hmm. you know live in a way that we want to live as long as we're not hurting anyone you know yeah it just yeah. takes vulnerability to do that i think it takes courage you know i, I, I think, think it takes yeah. yeah and and i mean i get i used to be a bodybuilder I, i've been a musician in and out and i've sort of gotten to the place now where i really don't care like what people think of me See, this is what I mean. You've done everything you've wanted to do and you just, like, do it. What do you feel is your, like, the biggest key to that? Because I think, you know, it's... I can relate to wanting that in life, like, wanting to be free, but then, like, kind of... But you are free. You are free. 
Is this that you don't think you are? Yeah. So where, where do you think that, do you think just the awareness of that, like realizing you are, is enough to sort of propel that forward? Or, you know, for people who, sometimes I feel like this kind of conversation can be a little in the head and then it comes time to like bring it into the world and you don't know exactly what to do. But do you feel like just even the acknowledging that you can do whatever you want and, you know, it's your okay, life? Okay, so, so, so you can decide the thoughts that come into you, mm-hmm. right? If you can master your thoughts, if you can, if you can really observe the thoughts that come into your head yeah. or where you're focusing, you know, and if it's low vibration, if it's in being pissed off all the time, yeah. you know, or irritated then decide to, to change that. Yeah, change start your thought. inside. Yeah, because your thoughts are going to create everything in, in, in your reality. Yeah. That's how it works, you know. So it's, and, and I was able to um, discover, I discovered that through meditation. Mm-hmm. Meditation saved my life. I mean, it really did. I, I feel like if that's, I hear it so often, it's like meditation is the key. And then you sit down to meditate. <laughs> And you get mad at your thoughts and you get yeah. like, oh, I can't turn it off, but... Okay, so, so, to make it, so I'll just give you an example. So, so where my, in my retreat, I got the best bathroom I've ever had in my life. And I, I've got an outdoor bathtub in the rocks, in around nature. It's private. I just love it. And it's, I just sit in that bathtub and, and, and I, my intention is just to be. Yeah. For 10 minutes. Just be. And if you can just have that experience of being, not thinking, not doing, you know, what's it like to be? That is horse-like. Yeah. All right? So that's horse-like. So when you're around horses and you're around them and you can be with horses, not necessarily doing something with them or asking anything of them, even just mucking out, you know, things like that, or just sitting with them or, or observing them, and you can just be in... in in the experience of what, you know, just being, right? That creates so much space, so much space in, in your head or in where, where typically you're thinking, oh, what have I got to do tomorrow? What am I going to eat? Or what that person said that? And who's that person? That, or what have I got to do tomorrow? And like a billion thoughts going like crazy, you know, in your head. And you can just like relax that. That allows so much space yeah. to come in, you know. Like when I <clears throat> started meditating, I was told just count your breaths, count your in breath and your out breath, or well, your in breath and your out breath is one, and count to ten. I was like, all right, I'll do it, you know. I was desperate, so yeah. I was so depressed, was absolutely desperate to get out of this place I was in. It's when I quit bodybuilding. I had nothing to go to. Mm-hmm. Didn't know what to do. I was already in my th- mid-30s. Someone said, you know, meditate. So I did it. And then I got up to 100 or whatever. I was able to breathe 100 and count my breaths. I did it in the morning at night. <laughs> Two weeks in, I felt different. I noticed mm-hmm. a difference in how I felt. And then I started meeting people that led me to, to learn about metaphysics, to learn about healing, to learn about these things I had no idea of. Yeah. And that led me to move to a place that I felt like I wanted to live in Topanga, mm-hmm. in nature. You know, I wanted to be at night where I could just walk outside. I was living in Venice where you couldn't walk out your door at night. It was too dangerous. And I wanted to have that freedom of just like, I want to walk outside, like being outside, you know. So I moved to Topanga and then I moved next to horses and then everything just started happening. And it was almost like I was guided. Yeah. You know? It sounds like it. I feel like that must have been the biggest transformation from like bodybuilding yeah. to where you are now. Yeah. And what you're doing. I mean, it's, you know, I'm now I'm back into lifting weights, but you know, not big weights, but just to sort of stay in shape and um, get ripped. Well, I just to be <laughs> strong, you know, I yeah. because I have to do things like I trim the horse's feet and, yeah. I, you know, I'm active all day and I, I want to have a strong back and yeah. getting older, you know? So it's like, and uh, weight training actually does strengthen your bones. So yeah. and it prevents osteoporosis and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> no, it's great. I, 
I love it. Actually, our mutual friend, Nina, her and I yeah. were just joking because we're, we're trying to get stronger, like with our body and mind and spirit and everything. But, um, but you know, for like health reasons and like loving ourselves and whatnot. Um, but we always joke that we're like, we're getting ripped <laughs> and I'm like really into it now. <laughs> I'm going to get so ripped, but yeah, uh, sorry. Interlude. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's sort of like, I'm doing it moderately, you know? Yeah. There's no way like I've seen it before. Like I'm, different atten- intention. Totally. And I'm not interested in showing off or going to a gym. Like, I really don't want to go to a gym. I just do it yeah. at home with some dumbbells, you know? That's it. But so no, and I don't have to, 20 minutes a day. That's it. Yeah. 20 minutes a day, you know, three days, one day off, whatever. Keeps me in shape. And, um, but yeah, like, but when bodybuilding was my entire existence and I excluded everything else outside of that. And interestingly enough, you know, recently I saw an old interview of me when I just came out of bodybuilding and I was complaining, you know, when you're bodybuilding, you, you can't do any other sport because you don't want to get injured. And um, it's, you know, you have to eat every two hours, which limits where you're going to go because you have to carry food with you and all this stuff. And as I'm hearing myself, I'm like, oh my God, I'm sort of saying those same things now, even though this was last year when I was yeah. going through a bit of like, oh, I'm so lonely. <laughs> things aren't really going great. And I realized like I had created that lifestyle back then and I'm creating my lifestyle now. So how am I going to change now? You so saw that the pattern kind of come I, back. I, yeah. I just had to see myself talking and saying these things to get it you know like yeah. wow I've recreated the same th- problems like i.e. you know I feel isolated and lonely and restricted mm-hmm. you know but it's all me I did it myself you know I chose to do bodybuilding you know, I chose and, and I chose to do what I do now so I started a meditation with horses that Carolyn Resnick actually gifted me mm-hmm. and really helped me for this was last year when I was in a funk and um, I realized, you know, that I had created this wall, let's say that, of a certain type of way of living. And in my meditation, I just saw myself disassembling the wall. Really simple, right? No more wall. And I saw these pathways coming to me, but I wasn't seeing them. So when the wall came down, suddenly the pathways are open. The next day, this lady showed up at my gate looking for me, never even met her before. She found out about me. And uh, she was actually really cool. After two hours, I asked her if she wanted to live with me. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, she didn't end up living with me, but the point was it it was a cool person out where I was living because I just felt there was no cool people out there. Yeah, like you were feeling isolated. You get back into meditation of changing your internal world. Exactly. And it starts to manifest. It totally. I mean, you know, I took down this wall and there comes this beautiful woman who is like really uh, unique. And, uh, you know, there was great things about her. Anyway, and so that just showed me, hello, now I've got, I took that wall down. Now things yeah. are gonna, I'm going to have a different experience. And I did. And things really changed for me on that point on. And I started going out on the road. I started coming to L.A. I started doing work outside, you know. I, I started reaching out to people. And uh, things really started happening. Yeah, again, changing you know. your own... The, the things that you weren't um, enjoying in your life, changing them yourself. And then also the world was just sort of supporting in response to that in response to your change in attitude yeah i love it we um yeah we were talking about that at lunch a little bit and i was like can i take notes because uh this is really inspiring (laughs) and it's funny i feel like and did you notice that like last year a lot of people had funks or is that just i don't know did they i did (laughs) 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 maybe it's just us (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but uh I also feel like this year so much has changed and I like the things that I wanted to do are becoming a lot more possible and really the only thing that has changed has been me good yeah great yeah yeah exactly and actually Mm -hmm. thinking about it I started to get better around the time of like the constellation we did all right (laughs) 
<laughs> at that time, I started to, yeah, feel better, more oh, empowered. Oh, that's great. Because we did two. We did the nature one and the horse one. Yeah. We? Yeah. Went to both. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, well, I'm, yeah, I'm happy for you. I mean, it's the thing. It's like, it's like doing something, like a constellation will give a different pers perspective. Yeah. And you'll have a different perception around, you know, your experience of what you feel is kind of inhibiting you or holding you back or creating suffering in your life, whatever. And consequently, you know, your your energy field changes, shifts. It's going to attract different things and different experiences. And it's going to unravel. And that's what yeah. I see too. So from the constellation on, things start unraveling. The energy is still moving. Yeah. And it keeps going. And, and sometimes it's immediate and sometimes it will, like, you know, I took, like, I remember my first constellation and it was years ago. I still, it's really vivid for me. Yeah. yeah, it's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, too, getting out of my own, like, funk last year had a lot to do with kind of diving more into compassion. Like I thought I was already, like, I, I think I'm a pretty compassionate person in general and with others, but my compassion was limited when it came to myself. Right. And, and yeah, a lot of like the shame we were talking about, you know, we, we hold shame and then yeah. we, uh, limit ourselves with it and yeah. we put or punish or punish. Yeah, yeah. That's a big one. Punish. Yeah. That's a, not a good feeling <laughs> self-punishment ain't great uh but yeah I think that um like letting go of that in particular and and like even with meditation because I think I had this thought when I was like in a shameful place around around different things the idea of meditation was like you have to meditate because something's kind of wrong with you and like you need to do yeah. this because in this very like guilt way right. that you should be doing right. this versus now when I'm thinking like hearing you like, yeah, I should definitely get back into meditation. I feel much softer and less rigid about it and a lot more on my own side. Of, right. This could be a good feeling for me, not because I, you know, something's wrong and I need to like whip myself into shape, but rather that I deserve to feel good. And Absolutely. do that and yeah. take charge of my life through yeah, meditation. It's, 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 a, uh, it's a practice and it's, it's not about, it's, it's uh, um, I think, especially when you're feeling stuck mm -hmm. and you're feeling limited in options or you're stuck in a duality, meaning it's going to be either this or that, you know, I think either going to get it or it's going to be terrible, you know, yeah. like, and, and we get caught up in this this or that and it's not a duality there is yeah. infinite possibilities yeah infinite possibilities but we can get and I, I get I get like that I get stuck in like just it's two ways of things are going to happen you know yeah it's either going to be this or that it's like, either going to be good or bad yeah exactly <laughs> or bad and bad yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it and that's not true that is not yeah. true you know so meditating meditating is like softening like you said sort of diffusing and also allowing you know and 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 uh, you know i've been told uh you know when people tell you how to meditate or it has to be like this i i don't agree with that i, th I think it's really the individual's way of finding a, a way to, to do that yeah in a sense and and really it's just being present you know that's why they use the breath because the breath is always happening and when you track the breath you're in the presence with the breath you're in the presence that's it it's yeah people didn't explain that to me in the beginning and i and i thought i was doing it wrong with the breath i always thought i was breathing wrong and i wasn't doing it through the nose right or something like that and i got caught up in that yeah but then now i realize what because i work with the breath in constellations and the horses are always showing me things with their breath right when they yeah. hold their breath or they let out <sighs> Yeah, you know, it's a movement and a feeling, and uh, but being present with the breath is being present. Yes. Right. Yeah, and I love that idea too of 
they're not being like the wrong or right way. Yeah. Because exactly. that's yeah. what I would get caught up in. Yeah. Or technique. Or, yeah. Because yeah. I, I would be actually meditating with the horses, you know, like being with yeah. horses was always such, is such yeah. a huge thing. And like my horsemanship and knowing how to really just be without expectation. Well, I, you know, I see that because I watch the videos <laughs> on that video site. That's you. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Instagram, yeah. that's not me, but all my videos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I saw, you know, I saw one where you go down with a horse. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It was so cool. It was like, it's so creative. I see that in you. It's like, <laughs> that's not textbook, right? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Well, and that's just really working with the energy of your horse and, and like finding yeah. a way together that's like it's beautiful it's beautiful and so I saw that as being really creative and free of anything right. anyone had told you how to do something or you know yeah I, I definitely like have felt that with the horses where because it was never you know when I was figuring they, the things out when I was figuring the things out um <laughs> There wasn't, I wasn't doing something that, like, I didn't have a textbook for it. And I didn't have anyone really telling me what to do. And I felt very, very free with it. And, and I think I definitely, like, was meditating in the way that is, you know, for me. But then the idea of all of a sudden you have to meditate, I didn't even realize I was already doing it. Because there was these ideas of what that has to be. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, yeah, the idea of right and wrong and, like, messing up comes into the picture and you lose the yeah. freedom yeah or you lose the motivation to even yeah. want to do it right? yeah yeah but you know the horses yeah I, I would definitely say that that you you in the zone yeah you know? flowing yeah flowing with the horses because you weren't thinking about you weren't thinking right yeah exactly yeah, exactly yeah ah like always it's been so nice talking to you i feel always just very like excited and inspired talking to you that's great i'm like honored that you excited and inspired lily and i both do we're like sarah's coming get us out of our weird moods um but yeah thank you so so much for coming on and everyone should really check out sarah's work and check out your retreat and if they want to do that, where can they yeah, find you? I, I've got a website called silverhorse.org. So it's silver. My horse is called silverhorse.org. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I have an events page and I have some upcoming events coming up. I have a three-day shamanic retreat. And if anyone wants to come and get a discount because they heard this podcast, just shoot me an email. That's Sarah, S-A-R-A, at silverhorse.org. And I'll give you a, a, a nice $200 discount off of that Labor Weekend three-day shamanic retreat. Awesome. So Labor Day yeah. weekend. Yeah. I Labor. never remember the date of that. <laughs> it's the first weekend in, in September. Oh, in September. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I also do private half-day. I also do remote sessions on the phone. I have mentorship programs. And I travel and I'm going to New York to the Hudson Valley to do a horse constellation weekend on this 18th and 19th of August. But it's almost sold out. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but my events page and, and you can check out what I'm doing and, and also read about horse constellations. And, yeah. All of the links to this will be in the show notes. And so people can just click 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 and come see your awesome what you do and uh get some cool horse healing all right uh again thank you everyone for listening if you enjoyed the episode and you feel like subscribing or writing a review on itunes or sharing with your friends or leaving me a comment it's always so appreciated and yeah it really makes my week so thank you all and i'll see you next week with another episode